and welcome to the Anovia Conversation. I'm Steve Waltz. And I'm still Jeff Pergulski. <laughs> Glad to hear you're still Jeff. And Jeff, today is the first time it took us a while to do it, but we're, we actually have some, uh, customers and users on the podcast. We thought Woo-hoo! that might be a good idea. So, uh, but, but this podcast is about the Anovia Customer Conference, which this year was what, Jeff? It was virtual. It, it was it was virtual and uh, it was the first time for us uh, with all the COVID going on. So we're, we're excited to have uh, uh, Matt Whit- Whitaker, uh, Whitaker. Did I pronounce it Matt, correctly? Your last name? Whit- Whitaker. Whitaker. That's, that's what I thought. And Brian yeah. Christian, guys, welcome. Thank you. Happy hey, to Yeah. So um, so um, let's see. Let's go, Matt. First, Matt. What uh, what company do you work for? Uh, my company is called uh, Link Belt Excavators. We are, believe it or not, the manufacturers of Link Belt brand excavators. Um, so uh, we, we're we're based in uh, in Lexington, uh, Kentucky, and I am the business analyst slash ERP administrator. Awesome! And how uh, how long have you been at? Like, can I say LBX? LBX, yep. Yeah. Um, I've been at LBX for um, a little over two years now. Awesome. All right. Now let's move on to Brian. Brian, who are you with and what do you do there and how long have you been there? Uh, I'm with a company called VPT. We make uh, power converters that are used in airspace and military applications. Um, one of the easiest things to point to, we did the we did the uh, power conversion systems on GPS satellites, so everybody's kind of interacted with our product secondhand uh, more than once. Um, I'm the IT systems manager. Uh, basically, I've been the head of VPT's IT department now for a uh, little over 15 years. Uh, it was 15 years this month, so long time. Awesome. Yeah, and I like that we've got um, a, a in these two guys. We've got a great representation of our our customer base. We've got uh, we've got like the business side represented and um, and the and the tech side represented. So um, awesome! All right, Steve, I'm going to turn it over to you because I know you have some um, thought provoking questions for our guests. I was always wondering on the LBX what the X stands for, Matt. <laughs> Is there does it? Um, stand- it- yeah, well, it stands for excavators, which is kind of, you know, you have to get a little bit creative when you, <laughs> when you think about it that way. Well, it, well it's very cool. Cause when, when I explained to my wife, she still hasn't figured out. Well, she kind of has. She listens to the podcast, so I got to be careful. You know, like, like, what do you actually do? <laughs> and uh, and we were driving down the road one time. We saw one of your uh, uh, your uh, the cranes working on the construction. I go, that's one of our customers. <laughs> it didn't really tell her what we still did, but <laughs> but uh, I said, we, yeah, we helped them with their software. Go, okay. Matt, do you want do you want me to correct Steve on that, or do you want to? Um, well, yeah, I, I'll go ahead, Jeff. Um, we are uh, we are actually a sister company to Link Belt Cranes, so uh, um, they're they're maybe eight miles up the road. And honestly, I've met maybe three people who work there, so uh, <laughs> not exactly correct, but close enough. And even worse, I don't think they uh, they don't run Business Central, if you can believe that, Steve. That is also correct, yes. So, all right, I lied to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, but at least I didn't, I didn't know it at the time. Right. So, uh, but wait guys, so, you, you know, we've, we've been, uh, uh, all sorts of different meetings with you guys, user group events, and, uh, I'm sure you've been to other events. And so I'm, I'm kind of curious to give your take. You, you were on our virtual conference and you've been to the live conferences. Um, you know, if you, I'd love to hear your take on uh, what your expectations were going into the conference and then, uh, what, what you, what you actually thought about the conferences. So, um, I'll, I'll turn it over to you guys. Well, I think for me, um, I, I mean, I always go in hoping I'll find uh, something during the sessions that I, uh, I can make use of, which, um, you know, uh, the, the content was good. So, uh, of course that, that did happen. I will say with the virtual conference, you just don't get quite the same level of interaction with the other attendees. And, uh, that is definitely a difference. Um, something I expected, but it's it's amazing how much of a uh, of a difference that felt to me um on a on a different note because uh, i actually also presented the session um presenting was very different uh and uh very interesting so it, it is a little different ryan when you're used to being in front of people isn't it mm-hmm. yeah there there's there's a whole different level of anxiety when you're just staring at your screen and talking what you feel like is just talking to yourself um, since since everybody else is on mute that uh, you don't get otherwise. And um, it's almost more nerve wracking. No, I agree. I I didn't present. They decided, you know, we don't need the sales guy to present. We'll actually have people that know what they're talking about present on subjects. <laughs> so, Jeff, I know Jeff presented, and uh, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, I know when I first came over and did it, I used to do a lot of, uh, you know, presentations and groups. Um, the first time I did a webinar, it really kind of took me for a, a, a loop because, like you said, you're staring at a screen and I remember, uh, I, I can't, it's kind of hard for me to sit still. I don't know about you, but I, I, I tend to like to move around and, and just to be able to sit down in a chair, it just, it just kind of changed the whole dynamic. But now that I've done it for a while, it, it just, you know, I think you just, you, you know, it's a new, it's a new normal now. Right. So, so Matt, what, what, you, what was your take on it? Well, uh, you know, I agree with, with with what Brian said that I, I'm, I'm going in to try to, you know, to try to take something back with me, um, you know, even if it's even if it's just one or two things that I can that I can, uh, you know, uh, put in put into play at uh, at our business. Um, the thing that I noticed most uh, about the virtual versus the in-person uh, uh, conference is the sort of almost lack of viewer um, participation, uh, you know, um, in person, you know, especially after the after the uh, presentation is finished, you'll get three to five to you know maybe six seven questions. Um, in, in in the sessions that I attended virtually, we it, it, you may see one question, and that was that was you know kind of up in the air. It was usually zero to be honest. So uh, you know that's that's a that's a big difference. Yeah, well, that's that's a good point. Uh, I'll say this during my session, I, as I got towards the end, one of the things I kind of started doing was pushing for questions, um, it, which is something I wouldn't typically do whenever I'm presenting, but uh, not in the conference. Of course, usually I don't have to, but uh, I started pushing and actually did get some really good, uh, some good questions and was able to actually give some, 
really good information that I probably wouldn't have included otherwise. Well, I think we have to realize that this is new, not only to the presenters, but to the people viewing. So, uh, you know, it, it, you know, maybe um, six months down the road, if, if we're at a diff, you know, some other conference where we'll be comfortable asking, you know, all the questions that we, that we want. So, yeah, and I, Steve, ahead, can I just jump in? I was just going to say that I think as both um, attendees of virtual conferences and um, and hosts of virtual conferences, we're going to have to figure this out. Um, I mean, Microsoft announced very early on, like two months ago now, that all of their events are going to be virtual through June of 2021. So, you know, I think this is... Um, this is our new reality from, uh, you know, I think we're, are we still waiting, Steve, to hear if, uh, if the user group summit is going to happen, it's going to be an in-person event or, or what their plans are for that? Well, that's, that's a good question, Jeff. I actually got an email and, and I'm sure if, I think Brian, I don't know if you submitted a uh, presentation for summit that they said that they're delaying it. They're waiting to hear from, uh, you know, the state of Tennessee mm -hmm. on, um, you know, the yeah. amount of people in a room and things like that. Yeah. So I, I, I do think if, uh, it is in person, um, it'll be, you know, it, it will be different and we're hoping it's obviously going to be because if, uh, you know, one of the hardest things that we had to make a decision on the conference was it's, we could just had a bunch of separate team meetings or go to meetings, but it's, it's just a little different that way. And, um, we kind of had a, a third party, uh, kind of run that part for us where uh, we actually had a moderator that kind of led into it. And so I don't know, Brian, um, since you did present, do you think that was helpful to have a moderator? Um, I think uh, overall, I think it's a good idea and I think it's, it's helpful. Um, I did not make use of my moderator like I perhaps should have. Um, but I also think I didn't have a good idea as to how to use my moderator particularly well. Um, I think there's a whole new set of soft skills people need to learn about doing these presentations that we just don't have yet uh, because it's just not been um, So I, I can also say at least because uh, I'm also on the, uh, the board of advisors I actually can comment a little bit, not a whole lot, um, that at least as of right now, the plan is still in person as far as summit goes. But yeah, we are waiting on a lot of feedback from the state of Tennessee on stuff. Awesome. Well, I loved my, um, uh, like the, the person that was helping, um, with my session because she said I was handsome and, um, and, and since Steve constantly tells me I have a face made for podcasting, yes. it was good to have some, to hear a different opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that was, a, that was, by the way, that wasn't, uh, you know, discussion off the podcast. So, all right, Jeff. I mean, it's uh, 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 we have to air some dirty laundry on air occasionally, Steve. Uh, yeah, exactly. And you know, Brian, you, you know, you when you brought up like not because it happened kind of quick because we were kind of pushing it out because we were going to have it South Bend at Notre Dame. What a great venue! I mean, we were so bummed out. We were going to go on a tour of the stadium and uh, and just you know it, it was a, it was great weather in may here in in the state of indiana which is on you know may it's hit or miss i don't i don't know about you guys but uh um you know jeffs we used to have it up in uh um in wisconsin at the wisconsin dells and yeah i think it snowed what majority of the meetings at least once jeff up there 
<laughs> yeah, actually, they they canceled school the uh, morning of our. Um, I think that was two years ago because of snow. So certainly the yeah it would have been. Uh, I was really looking forward to uh, to the new location, but that just gives us something to look forward to. Have we announced that uh, where we're going to be next year? Is it going to be in the same location? Oh, well, we did announce it, and now you're. I got to pull up the date that <laughs> <laughs> no, you did that. But yeah, it's going to be in South Bend again in May uh, at, at Notre Dame. So if, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a great opportunity if, uh, you know, they always say about Notre Dame, I live about, I grew up in, in South Bend and, uh, and uh, I don't know if you guys are in, you know, I, would, I guess is Louisville and well, not Louisville is uh, university of Kentucky in Lexington. Uh, yes. So it's, it's a big college area. So you kind of, you know, there's a lot of haters of Notre Dame, but at the, you know, and they say you either love them or you hate them, but it's, it's a, such a beautiful campus and, um, but it, yeah, it will be there, and I'll get the date to everybody here uh, before the end of the podcast <laughs> to pull up. Also, so. I'll I'll just share that I have a special relationship with Notre Dame because it's where I lost my first drone. <laughs> oh, I was boy. flying. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I don't know what I don't know what happened to it, but I was uh, trying to take some some uh, pre dawn footage um, and. Uh, and it just disappeared. And so that's the only drone I've ever lost. But I, I, I went back to its last position in GPS. And um, I don't know if it took off. It flew away and wanted to be free or what. But uh, but maybe maybe when we're there at the at our 2021 customer conference, you guys can help me look for it. Nice. Yeah. You know, so, so, Brian, uh, or for both of you guys, you know, you brought up about not really having that, um, you know, Maybe I didn't use my moderator the way I should have. Uh, but, you know, I guess maybe because it, it happened so quick when we flipped the switch to go virtual, um, you know, and as we kind of it's kind of like learning, right? Just like how everybody's learning the different phases of this um, uh, of this virus, um, you know, we'll probably have a better handle on maybe having some better either training uh, on how to utilize the moderator. But just I, I've noticed a lot of things on LinkedIn um, about um, presenting, like how to look into your you know, how to look into your monitor. Cause uh, my, my wife's a teacher and, and she uses zoom and she told me how one just got bombed. The other, <laughs> he was on one with a bunch of administrators, how it just, it got bombed by some, she thought junior high students. <laughs> and I won't tell you what they were posting, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but you know, there's all these tips now and I guess we're kind of learning that. So hopefully uh, if that happens again, uh, we'll, we'll have some better education on, on, on how to, on, on how to utilize that. So well, great. But overall, I'm kind of curious. Overall, did it meet your expectations? I mean, were you on any other webinars prior to that that maybe you thought, um, you know, that we can improve on? I, I think overall it, it met my presentations that, or met my expectations. I think they did a, uh, you know, the presenters did a very good job. Um, I, I think the level of interactivity was somewhat limited, but that's kind of a nature of the platform. Uh, combined with everybody not really being used to it. Um, I will say I desperately missed the uh, the random conversations that crop up as you're walking from one room to the next or uh, having lunch, those types of things. I missed Certainly. lunch as well. Um, please go ahead, Matt. <laughs> Certainly, uh, you know, miss the miss the, you know, random uh, conversations with John Grant and, uh, you know, some of, some of your team there. And, um, 
you know, uh, um, that sort of thing. But actually, I did have the chance to go to a couple of, uh, you know, other um, um, conferences that were, you know, similar in size and similar in the way that they were run. But the Inovia conference, I, I've got to say, was was uh, w- was much um, more organized, easier to get from one uh, from one session to the next. Uh, the, the chat was easy. I thought the moderator was great. Uh, yeah, you know, I think, I think you were, I think you guys were a step, step ahead of the game. And, and that's, uh, that's, uh, you know, it's not just because I'm on this podcast. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a true, true statement. Well, we appreciate it. I mean, we're looking for, for, you know, for real feedback and, uh, was, was, did Jeff offer you something for that statement at all? Should I be aware of that or? Not yet. I mean, uh, we can we can talk about that <laughs> later, maybe. But. Some some tennis <laughs> shoes or skateboards or something, maybe. <laughs> Steve, quit soiling the good name of our podcast by insinuating that we would stoop so low as to taint the opinion of our uh, of our beloved listeners. Yeah. Um, I, I think that if if you know. It maybe unless unless you want to go um, a little bit further, um, th- that it would be good to to maybe hear from Brian and Matt about you know the the fact that we had to change this conference um, from an in person event to a virtual event because of COVID nineteen. Maybe hear about their experiences and and how their businesses are um, are struggling or um, thriving in this. Uh, you know, in this new environment, how it's affected them, et cetera. What do you think about that, Steve? I'm sorry. Did you say something? Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was breaking the, the the rule. Like I was multitasking when you asked that question. No, um, no, I don't have any comments to add to that, Jeff. Okay. All right. So let's uh, uh, um, let's start with Brian. How about um, how has um, how has this uh, this virus affected your business? Like in terms of, uh, is it is it good for business, bad for business, and how are you dealing with it from an IT perspective, keeping your employees and customers safe? So um, it's it's been interesting. Um, it's not been as much of a change as I would have thought in some respects. Um, so first off, it's worth noting, you know. Uh, we do, you know, part of our, our uh, converters are used in military aspects. And as such, we got classified as an essential business. And um, that happened very early. And therefore, you know, we, we could continue to operate as normal regardless of anything else going on. Um, that said, we did, uh, we did try to transition a number of people working from home. Um, we very quickly did the math and realized we actually don't have enough bandwidth into the building to deal with that. Um, there's, there's an issue that I don't think a lot of businesses were really thinking, thinking about of your, Oh Lord, how, how are we going to deal with everybody not being in the building? Um, you know, we're not on business central yet. So we're in an on-prem nav installation. Um, and VPNs users on VPNs show up a lot of bandwidth. Um, so we actually ended up using um, our remote so- support tool, LogMeIn, and uh, configured users to be able to remote into their own machines still in the building and either help them get LogMeIn configured on their home machine and kind of did a uh, bring your own computer style project for that, um, or in some cases issued out some of our spare laptops. Um, but we 
transitioned a lot of our workforce to that to allow them to work from home. Um, some people chose to work from home. Some people chose to continue coming into the office. Um, our shipping department was one that was kind of interesting. They're already isolated in terms of where they are in the building. And they made that isolation policy. Uh, so you actually weren't allowed to go into the shipping department. If you needed something from them, you had to send them a message and then go upstairs and drop it on a cart at the door um, for them to ship it out. Or if they had something for you, they would send you a message. And there were certain times of the day that you could go up and pick it up. Um, so that was very different. Um, but um, otherwise, in terms of actual business, not a whole lot changed. Um, we did see some uh, some customers delaying their expected shipment dates for certain products and things like that. But uh, yeah, overall, it's it's been a pretty uh, it's made things interesting, but it's not actually had any massive effects. What about from a supply chain side, like where you're getting your stuff from, or has was there any disruption there? Because I know other parts of the world um, were affected before the the U.S. was. So that's one that was actually kind of interesting. It actually exposed some problems with our suppliers we were unaware of. Um, one of our primary suppliers for a particular component, which we were under the mistaken assumption that they actually um, you know, end-to-end -end manufactured that component. Uh, turns out they actually had a portion of their supply chain which was in Wuhan. Um, so that got cut off. And uh, uh, now, fortunately, we maintain a pretty substantial safety, safety stock on most of our raw materials. Um, in, in some cases, and part of that is we, we've got components that are incredibly long lead time. Um, I know we have some stuff that's like six, eight months lead time minimum in some cases. So we'll typically maintain uh, double or triple the lead time in safety stock. Um, so just because a, a minor disruption like that can really cause some huge havoc for us. So right. we, we've we've been pretty lucky there. Um, even on that component, we didn't we didn't have an issue. We had enough safety stock. That said, we, you know, that exposed a, an issue with that particular component we were unaware of, which has caused us to uh, start um, doing research for alternative components on it, um, simply so that uh, we've got some additional um, sources on that material. But uh, no, overall supply chain was relatively unaffected, and uh, it's it's been reasonably smooth. All right, well, that... That's good to hear. Um, Matt, what about link belt excavators? Uh, you uh, you started this um, this COVID thing at a, at a huge international conference in Las Vegas. <laughs> tell us uh, tell us about that and, and and how you guys are dealing with this. Yeah, that is that is correct. We were uh, uh, many of us were at uh, what's called Con Expo in in Vegas, which is uh, probably the world's largest. Um, um, you know, heavy machinery manufacturing exposition, um, which it, it was the, the it went on as plain as scheduled with very few people coming in internationally. Uh, I think we uh, we are based in Japan, and I think we uh, 
we left about 95 people off of our list who didn't who didn't get to come from from overseas at that time. Uh, and then some some booths um, some booths at the conference they had their machines which had been set up you know for for weeks if not months, but no um, but no employees because they chose not to send their employees. So uh, you know it was a bit of a it was a bit of a mess <laughs> to, to say the least, but. Uh, uh, as, as far as business as usual, uh, our, our company is very much uh, very similar to, to what Brian was saying. We were classified as essential business. Uh, our parts depot and shipping location is separate from our main office. So, uh, you know, those people were coming into work. And uh, while we chose to uh, give people the option to work from home, which I think uh, I think we're finding out and a lot of people are finding out that uh, – you know, hey, I, you know, I can do my job from home, and it's not, uh, it's, it's not detrimental to the, to the company. Uh, you know, I, I'm still, I'm still pretty darn, pretty darn productive. Um, as far as sales and that sort of thing, I think we have lost uh, 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 at least some whole goods sales, meaning whole excavators. You're, and you're talking. You know, a hundred thousand dollars to eight hundred thousand dollars, those those type of machine because of, uh, uh, you know, concern about the, the 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 economy and concern about you know that, that kind of thing. But you know, construction jobs are going on as usual. So people who already have the machines, they've really been stepping up and using their machines. Our parts are we we can't. I mean, it's hard to keep them in stock. Uh, we're, we're doing more part sales than, than ever right now. So, uh, so that's, that's one good aspect of it. Question I have for you guys. So <clears throat> with, you know, did, were you having conversations, uh, or maybe were you aware of C-suite conversations about, you know, the big buzzword is the cloud, right? And, and, and there's always been talk about, can you work remote? And this obviously forced a lot of companies to do, you know, obviously going remote because of what's going on. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm having discussions and I'm, and I'm reading, uh, you know, different articles and stuff, how, you know, it's taking people that were looking, you know, three to five years down the road as a roadmap, pulled them forward. And like you said, Matt, it's, they found out, Hey, I can actually work from home. How, how do you see that affecting your, your businesses going forward? I mean, do you think, um, you'll be having more people working remote or do you have a, I mean, either a gut feeling or, uh, you know, you guys have any talk strategy wise within your companies about that? At LBX, I think that's definitely a possibility. Um, I know a, a, a few departments have, have been pushing for that um, even even before, uh, you know, the, the, the COVID scare and uh, the, the uh, pandemic. But um, I, I think a lot of people are... are you know, very satisfied with, with working from home. And I, I don't, I don't think we're going to be, uh, at full staff in the office, even after we're, we're, we're comfortable going back. Uh, I, I think for VPT, at least for now. Um, so we, we've got special concerns over some of our data and things like that, which makes a move to the cloud difficult for us. Um, we, uh, we are in the process, uh, and actually Inovia is helping us out with this. So, of trying to get our Office 365 instance transitioned over to uh, GCC High. And um, you know, with that being done, uh, then we actually have the, the 
level of security and safeguards on our, our cloud side that we could potentially look at that. Um, but it's it's difficult with the business we're in to not want to maintain the on-prem data. Um, that said, it's something we're definitely evaluating because um, the the costs of moving shifting stuff towards the cloud is getting cheaper and cheaper, and the cost of on-prem equipment is not actually going down any. And but maintaining that equipment versus maintaining cloud instances is a lot more of a problem. So um, I don't know that this is accelerating it that much other than it is um, it is making it far more difficult for us to support some of our remote sites uh, because we've got equipment that needs to be replaced and we can't get on site to do it. Right. And for those that don't know, G uh, the GCC High, correct, is the government cloud. Yes, that is the the government cloud side of Office 365, and there there's a couple of different levels of it, and High just happens to be the one where uh, it meets our data classification requirements. Gotcha. Yeah, I, you know, it's the at least there's conversations about it, right? I mean, how can you for those we have quite a few customers that you know either connectivity or security, whatever issues that they're going to have on premise, but now with kind of people working remote, how do you get access to these people? You know, because, uh, you know, if everything is there, you know, on your servers and, uh, you know, do you, how, how do you, how do you communicate when you're not there? So it's, 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 it's interesting to hear how these conversations are developing and accelerating on it. But I, just to let you guys know, I did, uh, I, I do have the date for the next conference. It is May 5th and 6th at Notre Dame. And, uh, Tim has posted uh, on, on our website, uh, if you go to events, it actually has uh, uh, the 2020 post-conference access, which uh, uh, we haven't put the sessions on. So like, if you want to catch what Brian did, it's going to be on there, hopefully here in the next week or so uh, of all the sessions uh, on there. So, um, you know, and that kind of led me to think, and so did you guys actually have other team members from your companies? attend the virtual conference because now they didn't you didn't have to obviously take day a couple days off and travel did you see a benefit of that at all i'll be honest it happened so fast we weren't able to uh i wasn't able to really arrange for people to have time to be able to attend other than the people who were already planning um i, I don't know uh how things turned out for for matt there but that was kind of the way it went for us. Yeah, we absolutely had uh, um, um, a number of attendees who would not have otherwise. Uh, I had the chance to to, to see those uh, those uh, events. Um, we had we had people from accounting. We had people uh, who are um, you know, you know nav. Uh, I mean, I guess I would use the term power users. They're not necessarily super users in NAV, but uh, we, we we did have people who were very interested in NAV. Uh, uh, you know, take a look at a, at a few of the sessions, and uh, that that was a certainly a plus of the uh, virtual environment. Yeah, no, I I will agree. Um, I I wish we'd been faster to be able to react, but it was just simply there was too much other stuff going on, and people didn't have time allocated to it, and it was. By the time the decision was made, um, the people who were likely to want to try to attend were unable to rearrange their schedules. 
and, and I think though that had to do with kind of on our end, you know, we were trying to push it out as, you know, because of the, uh, you know, wondering if, if, you know, where it was going to be on the reopening. And then we kind of, we kind of pulled the trigger. And um, I think, you know, if, if obviously if it is next year, hopefully it's not, if it's, it's, if it's going to be another remote one, um, we'll definitely have uh, more time for, for people to, um, to attend. And the neat thing is, Emails will be going out uh, once all the stuff is posted. So, um, you know, we'll, you know, maybe um, uh, Jeff, we something we can talk about internally is should we, you know, do we break out and say these are the financial ones, these are the manufacturing ones, or versus saying here's a link to all the, all of them. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I think we were with uh, yeah in terms of marketing to those separate tracks. I think that might be. Uh, might be actually like the second good idea you've had in your life. The first one, of course, was mar- was marrying Lynn, not <laughs> studying the podcast. Up. Oh, guys, say a prayer for me, right? Would you? Um, but uh, <laughs> but any any, any other uh, feedback you want to give us um, for uh, future conferences if they if they go virtual? Well, I, I'm starting to, after having attended this, and this is actually one of the things that was, um, that we're, that um, I, I has come out of this, at least for me, is having this virtual component, even if it's not necessarily a 100% virtual conference, um, can really open it up in terms of giving access to, to other people. And um, a, a blended virtual, non-virtual presence might actually be something that uh, would be particularly good in the future. Because yeah, Jeff, we've recorded in our previous ones, but I think it's more of just we share this, the, the PowerPoints, correct? Yep, the slide decks. Right. So I, I know we have, we've had, uh, you know, a couple presentations uh, that our consultants have given uh, to where uh, people have asked us, well, I'd like to like to watch that again. So I think, Brian, you're, uh, I think having that hybrid, you know, and that's something that we can look into because, the, you know, the thing is we have, what, five or six going on each hour. And um, you know, th- to record all those uh, video and audio and get them posted, that's something we'll, we'll probably dig a little bit deeper in um, internal conversations. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, you know, I, one thing that has changed and it's like uh, having access to YouTube videos, like I – I was able to fix my my dryer. My wife says my only tool I have is my checkbook, and uh, and you know, as as a guy, you're kind of uh, like I'm going to figure out how to fix this. So I went to YouTube and figured out how to fix my dryer and change the belts and all that stuff. So, um, but but I did that on my time. So I think having that library availability is is, is a very cool thing. So, but one of the things I wanted to do was uh, give a shout out. So uh, we invited uh, uh, um, uh, Breen from Clean Control to be on this. Uh, conference uh they're out of atlanta they make otoban and they have you talk about being essential all the disinfectants that they make for nursing homes and if you go to the store uh they have all sorts of different products um she was unable to to make it here but we want to give a shout out to her and her team um you know hope all is well going there and we're gonna get her uh and and, and members of her team eventually on, on a podcast jeff so um, I know she was excited about uh, attending and was unable to uh, to uh, to make our to make our podcast today. So, Breen, uh, hope hope all is well. And anything else you guys like to add for closing comments? Well, I will say one thing that I certainly missed, uh, and 
is um, uh, the opportunity to eat uh, one, one of those uh, thick uh, steaks that we had up in uh, up in Wisconsin. So uh, I don't know if you know that's maybe a possibility, like like next year. Uh, you know, if even if it is virtual, you know, I, I'm I'm not opposed to delivery yeah. delivery steak. So just sounds like a Fred Flintstone steak. <laughs> it was. It was. Stay away from the salmon, though. Oh, I yeah, missed the food and the uh, the cocktail hour. Is always mm-hmm. fun. It's mm-hmm. you know it's the interaction and and you know being in the world of uh, in sales and as a sales trainer, I used, I always tell people that you know everything changes when you're in front of somebody because because you you know you just have the interaction like you said the side conversations and uh, and you know our ISVs are so important to us uh, and they help sponsor that conference and um, did did you guys happen to have any interaction with the ISVs or was it hard to? Um, interact with them in, in the virtual conference? You know, I, I did not this year. Um, I, I, I didn't I didn't really look into it as hard as I should have, but uh, no, this year I, I didn't. Yeah, I, I can't say that I did either, but I also, I mean, I had some emergent situations kind of going on the same day. I will say that's the number one thing that I appreciate about it being um, in person rather than online is you are removed from your normal place so that you don't get sucked into something else. Um, I had one session I had to duck out of to, you know, I, I stayed connected and I was listening, but I really wasn't getting as much out of it as I could have. Um, simply because I had to concentrate on an issue that was going on and and they needed, you know, they had been able to tap me to get my help on it. And uh, if I'd actually been physically not in the building, I would have not gotten pulled into that issue uh, until much later. Uh, I I was part of very much the same situation, Brian. So that, 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 that's huge, a huge difference in the, in the two formats. And, and that's actually, that's that's one of the things I would say um, that makes it difficult uh, from from our management's standpoint. Uh, obviously, at the Inovia conference, it's it's not a, a problem, uh, but for a cost standpoint on like the big user group conferences, um, it makes our management very shy about wanting to allocate funds to pay for those spots because they're concerned with the person being able to be pulled away. Um, Good, good, good points. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had a lot of feedback over the years that because some of the ISVs, there's easy, not want to say easy access, but, you you know, you can reach out directly. And a lot of them say you got to go through your partner. So we we feel strongly by connecting uh, users that are thinking about, you know, ways of improving their business, having uh, the ISVs and the add ons at the, you know, at the customer conference. So you can have those conversations directly is really, really important. Yeah, I'd also just jump in and say that I think also the uniqueness of the situation, I mean, a month ago, you think about like what the last three months have been like, it, it seems like a, like like decades have gone past in, in those three months and how business has changed, how everything has changed. And I think at a month ago, we were at the tail end of, of acclimating to this new normal and and it didn't you know there was a lot of concern now you know states are starting to open up and and the economy is is slowly starting to uh to come back to life 
I think maybe there was a lot of the the idea of adding an ISV or or looking at you know anything other than survival mode for a lot of businesses is probably you know was maybe a little more distant than a typical conference where you know people go there with the expectation of like hey I know we want to you know improve this functional area of our software so we're going to be looking at specifics i think um that might have also sort of dampened the uh the isv um customer interaction at that event but uh but certainly um you know it's for us uh, we've got to be prepared for anything and i think our leadership team did a good job of of um converting this i felt like you know i felt like it was it was not as much fun as a in-person event but it was uh, it was still you know, I, we I think we we did a good job. All the presenters and um, ISVs, Zenovia customers like Brian. I mean, I, we certainly appreciate it. And I think that you know just goes to our um, who we are as a company at Inovia and trying to help our end users get as much value out of their uh, investment in the software as possible through you know events like this. So um, uh, thanks everyone for attending. Um, and and Brian for uh, presenting as well. So Steve, I think we are running up on. Uh, unless you want to dethrone Donovan for the longest <laughs> podcast in the Anovia Conversation history, um, I think we're near the end. Um, right. Anything else you wanna you wanna say? Well, I just want to say if, if uh, I know Jeff and I are in your top two of your top sixty Anovia employees, is there anybody else you wanna? Uh, give a shout out to, or maybe he's done anything out of the way for you guys. For me, there's just, there's such a long list. I mean, uh, you know, I, I appreciate all that, that you guys have, have done for us. Uh, it's, it's, we've, it's, it's great and hope to, hope to continue, uh, for, for a long time. Well, well Matt, thank you, Brian. Anyone you make a shout out for? Um, I, I kind of have to echo the same, although I will say specifically, uh, um, Desiree and the sport team helped us with a uh, inventory issue here uh, recently that proved to be a bit of a pain, and uh, we're really glad to have that taken care of. We had a bunch of raw material that we couldn't get a put-away process for it, and uh, yeah, it turns out it was a there's a code change that wasn't documented against a bug, but it definitely fixed one. Well. I'll, I'll let Holly know that you gave a shout out to Des and, uh, you know, we're very fortunate. Jeff and I get to kind of do these podcasts and, you know, the, the beauty is, is having like Des and, and a lot of, uh, you know, great, great consultants and developers here at Inovia. So once again, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. And you, for all our listeners, you can obviously follow us on social media. We're on, we're heavily involved on LinkedIn. Uh, we're also on Twitter and you can go to our website, Inovia.com and uh, see all our information. The conferences are on there. And uh, Jeff, I think this podcast is over. I would agree. And I'm going to make this, since Tim won't give us the drop the mic sound, I'm going to make the drop the mic sound. <laughs>